Hello, everybody. Welcome to Family Mission Podcast here with Mark, Sam, Dan, and myself, Kimberly. The whole crew. The whole, whole crew. crew. Thank you so much. The whole much. crew and nothing but the crew. Yes. So help us. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus help us. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> hey, um, so glad you're you're with us today and joining in. We are so thankful that you chose to push the little button that allowed you to begin this podcast. We don't take that lightly, and we just thank you for um, sharing this time with us. And we, as a family, are going to jump right back in to the Book of James. To the Book of James. Back to the deep end. That's We're right. going to James. That's right. <laughs> Maybe the last week we kind of break down some conversation. You know, it's been a good study, just good conversation out of the book of James. Reminding. That's right. Such a practical book, kind of the New Testament versions of the book of Proverbs. And I think we mentioned it the other day. It's kind of like the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. James version. James version. <laughs> Yeah, because we mentioned the Sermon on the Mount because that was kind of one of the first parts of Scripture that personally in my life was like a uh, became like a taproot. It just there's and there's a lot in there. It's very practical. It's a lot of conversation about things that were, and how you know in the New Covenant things are kind of adjusted. And, and James is the same way. There's a lot of really good things, and we're gonna start with James chapter two. That's where we're going to dive That's in. where we're going in. And, Deep in. And I'm going to read here in verse 1 and just kind of go into it, and then we'll we'll talk about it. But the title mm-hmm. is The Sin of Partiality. Oh. Hello. So, heads up, it's going to talk about tick, partiality. Tick-tack, tick-tack. <laughs> oh, Mine says I mean... <laughs> the royal rule of love. That's a good one, too. Um. <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> it says this, My brothers, show no partiality. As you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing, excuse me, also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and saying, You shall sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, You stand over there or sit at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Wowzers. Whoa! (laughs) Listen to this in the message. My dear friends, don't let public opinion influence how you live out our glorious Christ-originated faith. If a man enters your church wearing an expensive suit and a street person wearing rags comes in right after him and you say to the man in the suit, You sit here, sir. This is the best seat in the house. And then you ignore the street person and say, you better sit here in the back row. Haven't you segregated God's children and proved that you are judges and you can't be trusted? Yo, that that one hits hard. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Here's the Passion Translation. My dear brothers and sisters, fellow believers in our marvelous Lord Jesus Christ, How could we say that we have faith in him and yet we favor one group of people above another? Suppose an influential man comes into your worship meeting wearing gold rings. and You read the Passion, though, didn't you? I read the ESV. 
It's oh. very the passion oh, brings out very some similar. similar okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I, yeah. Sorry, everyone, I didn't think he read it, but then I'm like, this sounds really familiar. They both mention gold rings. Uh-huh. It's almost as if it's the same verses. Uh huh. Okay, so verse two. Suppose an influential man comes into your worship meeting wearing gold rings and expensive clothes, and also a homeless man in shabby clothes comes in. If you show special attention to the rich man in expensive clothes and say, here's a seat of honor for you right up front, but you turn and say to the poor beggar dressed in rags, you can stand over here or sit over there on the floor in the back. Then you've uh, demonstrated gross prejudice among yourselves and, and used evil standards of judgment. I have a few thoughts with that. Number one, gross prejudice. In case you're curious, in French, the word gross, spelled gross, Mm -hmm. means huge. Mm -hmm. So in there you showed huge precedence. It was prejudice. Prejudice, excuse me. It was very sharp. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I want to share on this is, you know, one thing that definitely changed, because here in this section of Scripture, he's talking about between where someone's maybe more affluent Mm -hmm. than others, I remember when we first went to Africa and I saw and you're, you know, you can see on like TV and there's like all the little, you know, there's different videos and, you know, people trying to raise, you know, money to take care of people. You know, there's this, you know, this village here, they need, you know, food. They need, and you see like this level of poverty portrayed on the television mm-hmm. or on the computer or whatever. That is really not real until you're in that person's space. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at it on a screen and be like, oh, that is, you know, and your imagination can only take you so far. But when you're actually in the space mm-hmm. of someone who their whole net worth is maybe the shirt on their back mm-hmm. and that's it. Or if they even have a shirt on their back. If they even have clothes and you're just, you're looking at them and yet you're thinking, okay, did I <laughs> and all of my decision-making choose to be born into the fluency that I've received in America. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot of you guys are in America or whatever other nation you're listening to, the level of affluency. If you're listening to this podcast, you have some level of affluency. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, this isn't something that you we're just... You've got a smartphone. <laughs> you've got you a got smartphone. You've got on. some technology where you can hear this. But see, we don't choose those things. And so the sin of partiality can come back into the idea of I earned or I've, you know, somehow worked mm-hmm. just to get my, you know, my place kind of thing. That sense of deserving, that sense of mm-hmm. entitlement. Mm-hmm. And it's really what measuring stick you're using to measure value. And I love how, the, you know, the pa- the passion, not the passion, the message brought up, don't let public opinion influence how you live out your, your glorious Christian life. And that's what social media does. It just floods our life with public opinion. Oh, so that's then, good. Public opinion then begins to saturate, you know, how we think, how we view things, how we value things. And then it begins to even affect how we value people, how we value people groups. And how you value yourself. Yeah, because you start comparing, don't you? Exactly. And when you're comparing, a lot of times it's because you're not at the place that the other person's at. And so then it's... Mm-hmm. it's you're in the losing situation, and you're never losing you're with right. God, so you shouldn't be having to deal with that. Yeah. But social media has really done a lot 
Yeah. Yeah. That way. It, it really it's done has, a lot. It's, it's, there's good, there's bad. It's a big influence. And there's just it's, it's just everything. Yeah. So when we look at these these dynamics of the one man coming in, the other man coming in, and they're measured differently because one version, I think it was yours, Kim, you read, talks about a man of wealth or influence, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes then we measure the relationship based upon maybe what we perceive Someone's influencing being. Their influence might be and how it might affect you and how you might gain something from that relationship because, you know, what can I gain from a relationship with a poor person versus what can I gain from a relationship with a wealthy person? And that then is what he's really diving into because that began, that isn't something that just was now today. This is back at the very beginning of the church. Exactly. And this, again, we bring this up in James here, kind of we're, we're going back through the wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. why is this so important that we discuss this? Because this is something that we all have to keep in check every day, because as we grow, I mean, the blessing of the Lord is multiplying. Yes. As we grow in wisdom, we grow in light. God is constantly expanding and growing us, mm-hmm. right? So as we grow, it's important that we keep our heart in this place of humility. Partiality will steal humility. Yeah. It's a thief of humility. Because there's either you're going to be above or below, mm-hmm. and both of those are pride. If you <laughs> see yourself as just the poor in that situation, or the the victim, or the bottom, or the downtrodden, and that's just always how you view yourself, that's pride stealing the elevation that Christ died to give you. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you think too highly of yourself and you think of yourself better than anyone else, mm-hmm. that you've worked and you've you know whatever you've accomplished has now elevated you to a point that's also dangerous. So the real connection with partiality is it just shows, and it is a great thing if we notice it in our heart, Mm -hmm. that there's maybe partiality coming up. That's a good indicator that there's somewhere we've allowed pride into our heart. There's something that we've clung to and allowed to change our perspective of ourselves and of other people. Yeah. And one way we can live out, you know, an unpartial life is realize when we are in every relationship in the position of love. That means in any situation we have something to give, not to get. So whether I'm in a relationship with someone of of means or I'm in a relationship with someone who's maybe struggling or in a very broken place or a poor place, regardless of the dynamic, I position myself as a giver. Yes. I have something to give to both relationships. And so as long as we approach you know, relationship from a position of I want to give to that, I want to add to that, I want to sow into that, then that positions us in a place where we won't live partially. And then another thing is to just allowing the cross to be the only thing that gives value to the soul. Mm, That's good. You know, just realizing that it is only the cross of Jesus Christ that gives any man or woman, any person, no matter where they were born, born in America, born in China, born in, has nothing to do with culture. You know, blood is blood. Blood is red and it all bleed. We all bleed red. You know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> Makes no difference what our color is or education level or our financial status. And the cross of Jesus Christ establishes the same value for every person. That's a really good point. That's a really good thought. Because again, like you said, there's levels that the, the flesh is always going to try to degree. The Bible talks about the groupings mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. you know, sure. the works of the flesh in Galatians. He talks about divisions, sects, mm-hmm. you know, groups of people. You know, that is how the flesh, the flesh is always going to try to make a brick out of it. 
you know, exclusivity. I, exactly. Yeah. You know, I you know, we think this way, so we're gonna group up this way, or or we saw this, or we experienced this, so then we begin to group, and that grouping creates partiality. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you try to make a brick out of stone. The only way to get a stone to be perfectly brick-shaped is you have to cut off a lot of stuff to make it where you can get that shape. Mm-hmm. But you have to cut off to do that, and so there's parts that get discarded and cut out, and so there's division in that regard when you go to try to make bricks. But yeah, when you build it, with it, stones, you actually build together, and you have... You, the, you actually well, fitly, well, they're fitly joined together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, living stones are fitly joined together, whereas a, a brick is something that is man-made. It's mm-hmm. it's not a natural occurring thing. Occurring thing. <laughs> you know, here's a great verse in Second Corinthians along these lines, chapter five, and verse fourteen to sixteen. It says, "For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died." And he died for all so that we who live would live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and then rose again. Therefore, from now on, this is right along with James. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we've known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus any no longer. So it is possible to not deal with anyone, whether it's a spouse, a child, someone who's family, someone who's a friend, maybe a stranger, makes no difference. We can know everyone according to Christ. We can know everyone according to their value in Christ, their value placed on their life by the Ooh. cross. We can know everyone that <laughs> I way. I said a really good thought, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you talked about knowing people according to Christ. You know, that is a, that statement in itself dissolves so much. Because if I view, you know, how do we view Christ? Well, he was the perfect man. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, no fault. No mm-hmm. reason to get, you know, upset with him. No reason to lose it. No reason to judge him. No reason to be in a place of, you know, vindictiveness. You know, all mm-hmm. those things that try to raise their head up. You know, that is the perspective that we can take. Because Christ, if Christ is the value, you know, we, we've talked about this a few times if you listen to the podcast before. The cross is a establishing of our value. Yes. It's not just our sin that was up there, but what it was is it was this is the value. It was like you were being appraised. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take a ring into the jeweler, you appraise it. Well, Christ was the appraisal for us, for Amen. mankind, right? So that means if I'm looking at people, whoever they are, their value is the value of a perfect man. Yeah. That means if I'm going to treat them a certain way, so if I show partiality, I am devaluing. Yeah. I am, you know, it's like someone brought in a, you know, beautiful golden, you know, chain like the pure gold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just gold plated. <laughs> no, it's gold plated. I, I know jewelry. That's gold plated. That's not, you know, that's not pure gold. But in reality, it is pure gold because Christ was pure, right? There's mm-hmm. there's a different perspective we can have. And we take that into people. And, you know, again, not that people are gold, but you take people into the point where you value yeah. them to the degree that if Christ was standing in front of you, mm-hmm. right? Because even Jesus said, he said, if what you do to the least of these, you do to me. Yeah, say So, that. you know, how we treat other people, how we're, you know, coming into the situation, the conversation, if I'm not envisioning, you know, Jesus, mm-hmm. the man, you know, <laughs> standing right there in his love and his compassion, no matter what the person's doing, I should 
come at it with that heart, and that's that heart of love that you were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, where yeah. we always come into the you know the situation with love being the intent. Amen. Right. Wow. There's some important things to talk about, and we hope we've maybe just inspired a little bit of a conversation between you, your spouse, your family, you know, your Christian friends, because it's something we're dealing with today, because we can't act like social media is not affecting us. We can't oh act like... Oh my goodness, it is. I mean, we are under a deluge of public opinion, uh, cancel culture. You talked about that in some of your recent podcasts, you know, Kim, on Crowning His Glory, but... You know, we're just in that time where we got to fight the current. Yes. Because there's a current that's trying to get us to value people, value ourselves, like you were saying, Dan, even valuing ourselves through comparison. We just got to be on guard against that. Well, because uh, it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, well, your neighbor's in trouble. So, <laughs> you know, if social media is making you not value, value yourself, well, mm-hmm. there's a problem. That's right. Well, and it just means that you've got to go back and number one, you know, um, fast the the lie mm-hmm. and and feed the truth. Feed the truth. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's a good T-shirt. Fast the lie, feed the truth. <laughs> hey. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today. That's we right. are thank so thank- thankful that you have tuned in and if you are enjoying these podcasts you know you can email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com send us a little email and tell us how you're enjoying them or you can contact us through social media through messenger (laughs) um, or instagram we'd love to hear from you that's right love you guys and we'll see you next time on family mission